This insert is brought to you by Radio K Pulpit 7 to 9 a.m. Please visit kpulpit.co.za. Hi everyone, Delphina Carey here again this week from Be Made Whole and the John Maxwell team. Great to be with you again today. We're currently busy with the series Leading Through Crisis. If you're a leader in the marketplace or anywhere, uh, stay with me through these uh, segments that we're busy with, and I will hopefully give you some ideas on ways that you can lead better through that crisis and also come out better on the other side, not just you, but you and your team. Uh, we've been talking about how uh, you can be a good leader and help your team through a crisis. This is part five of the series. And one of the ways that you can be a good leader to help your people through a crisis is that you've got to educate yourself about the issue and use reliable sources. You've got to be flexible and be willing to adapt as you navigate through the challenge. But how do you adapt if you have not educated yourself about the challenge? So it's important to have knowledge and stay up to date with what's happening. In a crisis, we may see uh, many detours. Detour signs, where we've got to shift, we've got to pivot, we've got to adjust. There's this happening all the time. And often we can't do things the way we've done them before. They're just not going to work now. But I believe if we keep moving with the adjusting and making the changes we need to make, then the way forward will gradually become clearer to us. There is a kind of a leader called a context leader. This is a leader who changes course based on the changing environment. So. When there's a crisis going on, a good leader will quickly become a context leader and they start to make adjustments as they need. A context leader uses a method called the OODA method, O-O-D-A. It's an acronym, which I'll explain now. But this method is used by fighter pilots when they fly, especially when they're in a war zone. Can you imagine flying through a war zone and you've got to be making decisions literally every two or three seconds because that plane is flying hundreds of miles per hour in the air, the environment is changing constantly and they make OODA decisions. And this is what it is. This is how the process works. The first O is for observe. Observe your surroundings. Learn, educate yourself about it. The second O is options. Once you know what's going on around you, look at all your options. What are the possibilities here? What can I do in this situation? Then the third uh, letter is the D. D is for decide. You might have two or three or four options. Pick one. And then the last step is A for act. you got to get to A. If you don't act on the decision that you make, then your plane's coming down. Let me put it that way. Because that pilot's in the air. He's making those decisions. And he needs to be constantly looking around him. What's going on around me? What can I do here? I pick one and then I do it. He's got to do that so fast because he's moving so fast and things are changing so fast. And when there's a crisis, you need to be able to do that. Follow the UDA method. Educate yourself and learn and adjust as you go along. Another important thing for a leader to do in a crisis is you've got to leverage your team. What does it mean to leverage your team? Let's just expound a bit on that. One way you leverage your team is you give everyone roles to play. You've got to allow them to give their perspective, allow them to do something. I think there's nothing more devaluing for a team than when the leader says, 
You just all sit tight. I'm going to solve this problem. And when it's done, you can come back and carry on working. That is so devaluing. But when we value our people, we believe that they've got something to give. And then we work as a team. All of us are smarter than one of us. When we communicate with our team, we've got to communicate, I would say, more judiciously than continuously. We've got to use good judgment. We don't want to be uh, weighing them down with the weight of the crisis. We want to be giving them hope. Sometimes less talking and more thinking. We've got to use discernment. We've got to give our people the right perspective. When you leverage your team, you see, we've got to give them the right perspective so that the team can work together. You can't have your team paralyzed by fear and you're trying to navigate through a crisis. You've got to be, as a leader, at least, you've got to be giving hope, security, encouragement, all those important things that are needed in the time of a crisis. And you've got to be authentic. How do you, how do you give hope and be authentic at the same time? Well, let's face it. Sometimes even the leader is really feel like, you know, they've been, what's that, uh, hit from the side. Like, there's a word they use. When uh, it, the like a curveball, they got a curveball and they were caught off guard. But when you're authentic, you always tell the truth. You got to be real. And uncertainty is okay. It's okay to say to your team, "I'm really not sure right now." And you don't need to have all the answers, but you got to do the right thing. And you encourage others by example. So you don't just say, "I don't know what to do. Uh, I don't know. You know, I'm not sure what's going on." Uh, but so we'll just sit tight. That's not being authentic and giving hope. When you're authentic, you can say that you're not sure, but you've got to bring the hope in and say, well, I'm not sure, but you know what? We're going to find out. There's always an answer. We spoke about that earlier on in the series. And great crisis leaders are humble. They don't fake it or act like they don't need help. They ask for help. This is how you leverage your team and you're authentic. You bring those two together. Let your team help. You might discover some leadership qualities in your team that you never saw before. A good crisis leader has got a servant's heart. They give due credit and praise. They don't want to take all the credit for themselves. They value their people. When I value someone, I will more likely ask for their help because I believe they've got something to give. When I value people, I will more likely make the effort of giving them hope. And to help them through that crisis as a leader. Leaders also need to keep their head above the crowd. Get a bird's eye view. So what does that mean? In in retail stores, you often see the manager's office. It's got these huge windows. And it's normally positioned in a place where they can see the whole store. But not only that, but the, they're also raised. The office is raised up so that they can see above everything, above the shelves and and they get a very good, what we call a panoramic kind of view of the store and a bird's eye view. To have a bird's eye view as a leader means we need to be always aware of all the different aspects of the things going on in a crisis. And we need to also be connecting with our people to hear where they are at. We've got to be always thinking a little bit ahead. That is how we keep our head above the crowd. We're going to talk a little bit about that, about um, PGE decisions, which we're going to get to now. And that's also part of keeping your head above the crowd. As a leader, we also need to manage ourselves. Can you imagine the leader falling apart 
and that's not going to give any hope to his team. And I'm not saying you've got to pretend. You see, some people now think, oh, well, then I must pretend like I'm not falling apart. I say, no, don't pretend like you're not falling apart. Deal with it. The better you manage yourself, the better you can lead your people. My one sister has a great phrase that she uses. Uh, it's this, get a grip. You know, if you're a leader, you need to get a grip. You can't allow yourself to be bowled over by a crisis. It might knock you, but but don't stay down. You need to get up and say, we're going to find an answer. These are character strengths that we need to develop if we want to be successful, good leaders, if we want to successfully get our team through the crisis. Because dealing with crisis is actually part of leadership. It's part of the package. You don't, you can't be a leader without having to deal with a crisis. If, if you're in a leadership position and you are avoiding all the crises and you just want everything to be plain sailing, then I want to encourage you today to grow because you need to be prepared to deal with a crisis if you are a leader. Remember, we don't get moral authority in a classroom or through knowledge or positions or titles. That's not where you get it. Many people think that that's where they get that moral authority. I've got the title, you know, I've got the degree and, and all these things are good, but moral authority doesn't come from that. You get moral authority when you take people through a leadership crisis successfully. Think about it. No sailor has ever distinguished himself on the smooth sea. The distinguishing part is what you do in the tough times, on the rough seas. And you need to be willing to do that if you are in a leadership position. You've got to be willing to take on the crisis. In a crisis, we were talking about uh, keeping your head above the crowd just now. In a crisis, leaders make what we call PGE decisions. This will help you if you find yourself running away, like, like I said now, running away from the crisis. And you're in a leadership position, you want to change that, here's a way you can. Okay, firstly, you've got to get a grip. And then you start making your PGE decisions. The first one is the P. P is for pains. What's a potential loss here in this situation? Not what is the loss, potential loss. We're not saying it's going to happen. We're just looking at all the angles here. So what's a potential loss? Good leaders like to deal of much, uh, with as much of that negative possibility as they can ahead of time. That's keeping your head above the crowd. The next question you ask yourself is, what's the possible gains, the upside, the wins? What could go right in this situation? And then the E is the experience. You, got, you, know, you write them down. What could go wrong? What could go right? Then you take your experience. How much experience do I have in this? You know, Think about other crises you've been through and how you got through them. This is where intuition comes in. You know, When you know what to do and how to do it or when to do it, that type of thing. And intuition comes from two things. It's birthed out of your experiences, yes, but also your values. Because if you don't use good values to make those decisions, then it's not going to serve you. You're not going to come out strong on the other side of that crisis. This moves me to the next uh, segment, uh, the next seg part of this um, series is how do I then lead through a good crisis? Um, how do I then lead through a crisis with good values? I believe in a crisis, good leaders will always lead by good values and not by pressure. 
pressure, look, the pressure's on in a crisis. It's so easy to give in to the pressure. But you gotta have your values strengthened. We're gonna talk a bit about values now. Good values help us to be stable and responsible leaders. Stable and responsible. Because life changes, circumstances change, things change all the time. Nothing ever stays the same. But our values should not change. They can grow. But we shouldn't be say, uh, behaving like in good times. We have got all these values. But when it's tough times, no, we, it's a crisis now. We can't use values. We've got to just follow the pressure. No, we don't do that. Our values must stand. And some of the values that people have today are values like uh, acceptance, comfort, control, entertainment, entitlement, experiences, expression, freedoms, happiness. There's nothing wrong with having all these things. But the problem is that they won't get you through a crisis. You'll have fear guiding every decision and, and driving you all the way. Fear of losing control. Fear of losing my uh, freedom. Fear of losing my happiness, my comfort. All these fears will drive us. That's the pressure that we're going to give into. But here are some solid values that will serve you very well in a crisis. Values like a, a good attitude, courage, responsibility, commitment and integrity, humility, hope, gratitude. Gratitude's a big one. Kindness, that's another big one. Perseverance, teamwork, self-regulation. You know, not control, but self-control. These will all serve you well in a crisis. And they'll help you get through. You'll come out strong on the other side if you make your decisions based not only on your past experiences, but also on your values. Because there are two reasons why people lead. Two motives. Now's a good uh, introspection time. So either they lead for the reward that they get for leading, you know, the title, the salary, the position, the opportunities, the uh, privileges, all those rewards that come with leadership. But the thing is, that's all about me. That's very self-focused. But then there's another kind of person, this other motive that people have for leading, and that is the responsibility that they feel about leadership. It's all about others. Jesus had gave us a perfect example of that uh, when he was teaching the multitudes. Um, people were coming to him, and the Bible says that he was moved with compassion because he saw that the people were like sheep without a shepherd. He saw the deficit in the leadership, and he felt the responsibility of it, and then he taught them. He, he was leading for their sake. That is the kind of leader that we want. The, the leader that we all want is the leader who values the people, a leader who puts the people first. And I want to encourage you today, be the leader for others that you wish you could have. You know, our true values will show up the most during difficult times because that's where values are tested. And the person who's willing to be tested is able to be trusted. So our motives are so important. We've got to watch. We've got to ask ourselves, why do I lead? And if you feel, maybe you're listening today and you've realized, oh my goodness, it's been all about me. Maybe you feel like, oh my gosh, I got it wrong. It's not too late. Are you still breathing? Of course you are. 
Well, if you're breathing, it's not too late to change. Stay with me as we continue with the series and listen to the previous recordings. And there you're going to find a whole bunch of information of things that will help you to make the change. But remember, you've got to be intentional. A common mistake that leaders make is having their own agenda rather than connecting with their people. They put themselves before their people. So today I want to say to you, put the people first. I'm going to end with that today. And next week we will wrap up the series Leading Through Crisis. In the meantime, you're welcome to visit my website at bemadewhole.co.za. And there you will find all the courses that I do on personal development and leadership. There are John Maxwell courses as well as my own course. And there you will also find um, the uh, that I'm certified with the John Maxwell team. And if you're interested in certification, you're welcome to contact me. I'll get you connected to the right people. And they will also give you a good deal on your certification. On the website, you'll also find ebooks that are for sale as downloads that I've written. Um, I also have a few hard copies available, uh, a few of them as hard copies, which are currently on sale at Bright's Hardware. If you're a client at Bright's Hardware or you uh, live near a Bright's, you're welcome to pop in there and get yourself one of the hard copies. But if you're not near a Bright's, you're welcome uh, to just hang in there a little bit. We are setting up the online store and very soon we will be able to deliver uh, to the to your door anywhere in South Africa any of the hard copies that are available. Uh, on the website, you'll also see my blog with teachings, videos, and podcasts. And there you will find uh, all the recordings of all the series that we are doing on the radio. There's also my social media links. And there you can stay up to date with what's happening. And lastly, the Community Transformation tab there. And there you will see why I do what I do. Uh, Be Made Whole is making a difference in a community in South Africa as well as in Africa, and you will get all that information there. Thank you very much. I will be with you again next week. This insert was brought to you by Radio K Pulpit, 7 to 9 a.m. Please visit kpulpit.co.za.